All right, I think we are live, buddy boy. Uh, I see a slide. Yep. Go time on. to sh time to shoot the poo. <laughs> the last time we got out of control, then we're gonna have to put an X-rated uh thing on our. <laughs> I think we were talking about booties and. And yeah, just uh, that and uh, a whole bunch of other, whole bunch of other good stuff. Yeah. So we'll, we'll wait for some people to get in here. I'll go over some house cleaning uh, things with ad leaks. So we are now streaming in all of this one is going to all three groups. We got a new live streaming software. It's really cool. It allows us to stream um, into Facebook ad buyers, the gold and the platinum. So the Facebook ad buyers can get a little taste of kind of what goes on with things like this in the, the platinum. They can't get access and partake as much as the paying members, but um, our ad leaks, uh, group now it did go to private and exclusive so you have to go through an application process wait time is about three weeks you go through a phone interview uh, there's actually some questions that we go through to make sure that we qualify you and put you in the um, correct group so we're trying to basically um, make the group higher quality and, and keep out uh, people that don't need to be belong to bring down the quality of the group so with that being said let's see how many we got in here we'll go ahead and get started uh, for the Golden Platinum, if you want to stream through Crowdcast, the link should be in the um, in the uh, up above in the description. Otherwise, I will drop it down. And I I did not make the description that way. It just somehow seemed to cut off the last part. So it says like one on one with the Asian. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I'll, I'll I'll take that. I'll I'll be the Asian. I'll be the, to I'll be the token Asian man. It's <laughs> supposed to be Asian invasion, but uh, that's, that's I, thought out, I thought I was like, oh, probably going to get crap about being racist or something. You know? <laughs> oh, whatever. They'll get over it. <laughs> uh, last time we did this, we had pretty fun, pretty good, good, uh, good time. What's up? Tim's in the house. Hey, hey Tim. <laughs> uh, Come on, everyone. Yeah, right. last time, last time we did this was, was hell of fun. It was. Hopefully, we get some people in there and get some good questions. So, uh, if you guys have questions, go ahead and drop them in the um, uh, in the comments. And I guess why don't you give them a little bit of for people that don't know you, know you, D. Like, give them a little bit of background on you, your agency. I mean, I know you guys spend a ton of money on Facebook ads. You're a huge player in the game. So, why don't you just give us an update for those that aren't familiar with you? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. So, um, D. Ding is my name. Uh, I am one of the co-founders of Right Hook Digital. Uh, we are a we are a pretty much almost exclusively e-commerce for now um, performance marketing agency. Uh, Facebook, Instagram ads are our jam. Uh, we do fuck with some Snapchat and a few other things as well. But uh, we're just all we're just we're just ram we're just ramping up for uh, for Q4, man. We're, we're all getting all the ducks lined up in a row. Happy Q4! Prep everyone else who's watching this. Uh, in ecom land, this is uh, this is this is the time. So uh, that's what we do. Uh, teams, holy crap! We just onboarded a few other new ones just this week. So uh, getting close to forty now. Jeez, really? I just I, I just approved a guy for uh, platinum yesterday. I bypassed the interview for him. So I didn't know he was sitting so long. You sit in there for a few weeks. Next time you have somebody that needs to get in, just let me know. Yeah, got it. Nice. Test from uh, Menifari. Menifari. I hope I'm pronouncing that right. I saw. I saw a comment. There's a comment. People joining us here, like here in Crowdcast. Yeah. So that's, yeah, that's kind we of get dope. some people in here. It's a new software. It's. Uh, I even had problems going live today. It's been while. It's great. It comes with its challenges. Yeah, for sure. I bet. Yeah. Well, let's go ahead and get yeah. started. I I had a question. You had mentioned Snapchat. So we've been running a lot of Snapchat lately. Do you guys have issues with tracking Snapchat purchases in Snapchat? Not that I know of. We've never cropped up with that issue. Um, and and uh, for most of our for most of our um, for most of our clients that are doing Snapchat, it is still such a test channel that it. And fortunately for us, the ones that are testing Snapchat with us aren't like you know we're not thank god having to go through the whole 
multi-touch, you know, like how long is a piece of string kind of conversation is we can keep it there or we're just looking at one, we're just looking at um, how we're just bringing lift from all the avenues that we're generating. So that's fortunate, but I mean, yeah, in terms of uh, in terms of tracking purchases, not that I know of, there have there hasn't been oh, wow. any kind of means yeah, about that. We've been having like because we're at some Shopify, but we had to go to like Wicked Reports. We're using Wicked Reports. Yeah, we see like multi, like you know, I mean, we if and we twenty thousand dollars in sales in Wicked, we'll have like three hundred in Snapchat. Yeah, and, and that's the thing with um that's the thing with wicked i mean i'm i'm assuming that in your case it's like snapchat i'm assuming that when your case with snapchat it's it's just one channel out of like a bunch that you're managing for your clients no it's multi and they hit a lot of camp exactly so i'm assuming that it's stripping through like cross domain or you know they're at work and then they don't you know they go to a different device and they hit something else but we'll see them like it's kind of weird we'll see them hit snapchat facebook Two days later, Facebook, Google brand search, and then convert like a week and a half, two weeks later. Is this for a fairly high AOV? Uh, 100 and 130. It's a Jordan. Yeah, right. Got it. Yeah, so they're they're probably just uh, is and is that is that the usual case? Like multi, like you know, multi touch points before they actually go for that close. You're seeing that across. Is, yeah, it seems like there's a lot of a lot. They hit like a lot of campaigns. Yeah, Which makes nice. hard because Wicked doesn't have linear, and I like linear attribution a lot. But they have like their full impact, which doesn't divide it up. The linear is coming, I think, in the next month or so, from what mm. Scott told me. But it it makes it really, really hard, in my opinion, because it's it just of course. So, but yeah, for sure, and I and it's so crazy, right? Like as much as um as much as within within these groups within our groups like within, within athletes uh and ad buyers we've got high level people it, it still astounds me the large percentage of people that still think that running ads isn't a multi-touch game as if like people don't go around and they're not like you know going on different places trying to get more information or or trying mm -hmm. to have multiple or needing multiple touch points before they they commit to a purchase yeah. People are still thinking so transactional. Like I put out this ad, it's a one-to-one -one yeah. relationship. Yeah. It's crazy, man. It is. And you know, most of the, it's to me, it comes up like to client education, like this client, he, you know, very young and understands it, but some clients don't get it. And they just look at yeah. Facebook, 28 day, one day. And they, they that's like, <laughs> holy grail, you know, it's. Yep. Yep, that's why for I mean, even for our team, client education and expectation management is like one of the biggest things that we focus on. Mm -hmm. Just because you like, I forget who I forget who forget who I heard say it, but people just don't appreciate what they don't understand. Yep. So you know, you get some clients asking the question like, so if, if I'm you know if I'm using your agency, how many hours are you putting in? into the account per week, as if like the hours per week is what dictates the results. I just, it's funny you said that. I just had an, uh, there's an agency that I kind of do some freelancing for and work with out of New York. They do about a hundred million a year. They're massive over a hundred yeah. million. They're working with like brands in your pocket basically. But you know, I had a discussion with the CEO yesterday and I said, we were talking about like, cause I got to do like this timesheet or whatever. And he's like, yeah, you got to do this timesheet. And I was like, oh, I got to start keeping track of hours, you know, for consulting or whatever to get paid. And like, He's like, well, most of these big brands, they pay us on, like, they don't buy performance. They don't care what we drive for, you know. Oh, for, yeah. They basically want to know that they're buying X amount of hours. And, like, it's when you get into that big brand world where, you know, you're talking billion-dollar brands, they're just buying time from agency, you know, which is it's mind-boggling to me. But they don't care if they do a 2X and spend a million. Like, they just want to know that we got X amount of hours from so many media buyers, and that's it. For sure. And I mean, by, by that point, I mean, you know, once you start going into the larger CPG brands, um, for them, it really comes down to an impressions kind of play, or they're doing like brand recall, brand lift, mm -hmm. all those different types of areas. It's, it's such, it's such a different game and they've got 
completely different KPIs yeah. because I mean, you know, I don't envy those C those CMOs. They're sitting there having to to just one deploy spend because if they don't deploy the spend, they can't justify the spend for the following year's budget. Yep. And then at the same time, they've got to be able to to take off all the other boxes like like you know making sure the ads are sexy because the CEO's wife might be the judge of whether it's good enough or not. Like there's so many other, like just, just politics at play besides just the hard numbers. Yeah. Yeah. It's, that's where um, Jamie Harmon's on here, but she was asking about conversion lift studies. And that's where I started actually having to use conversion lift studies and understand what they were and how they work, because that's what they look at. You know, they don't look at anything yeah. else. Yeah. Care about real ads. So well, let's sure. dive, dive into some questions. Uh, what yeah, kind of, Ecom businesses are great candidates for Snapchat. How much do you guys spend on Snapchat? Quite a bit. Yeah, it's a, it's a smattering to be honest. Um, I don't know. I don't know exact numbers. I, I'm not across that Six uh, as as much anymore. Uh, or I, I'd say conservatively, probably something like early six, if if that, mm -hmm. if that. Um, so, Chan, my man. Oh my God. It's so awesome to see Chan here. I wonder if Shax is here or not. He gave me shit last last time I was on. He gave me shit for these guys. Nick? He's all like, yeah. He doesn't even come in here anymore. <laughs> give <No>. him <laughs> what a snow. He only comes in here to give me shit about my headphones and then just like pieces out. He gives me shit about working at the call center. Hey, you got you know people got a moonlight, man. <laughs> just so people know, it's four a.m. and where where Diaz like. I tried to push it to later in the day and he was like, no, let's do 4 a.m. And I was like, all right. So he's a, he's a trooper. Yeah, dude. Got to do the, uh, uh, yeah. I mean, you know, it's, it's, it's good. It's good. Cause I had a bunch of stuff I had to knock out anyway, uh, work wise, but mm -hmm. also at the same time, I just want to, I, I like jamming into us time zones. Um, uh, but Chan, good to see you in here, man. Uh, what kind of, so what kind of ecoms are great, candidates, great candidates for Snapchat? <laughs> You kind of, I don't know, man. It's one of those things where you really got to like reverse engineer from the demo and just so that like it, it comes back to whether the attention on Snapchat is there or not. Like we've got, like I said before, last time we got some clients that tried Snapchat and just did not fucking work. Really? Yeah. What was the, what was but this, this was, this was like, this was, this was earlier in the year. I don't know if, I don't know if we, we endeavored to go like circle back and be like, um, circle back and said, you know, let's, let's, let's try again. My experience, Snapchat hasn't been like, like Facebook, you'll get one day purchases, like people will buy right away. Snapchat has been more building up your engagement, getting into your funnel, and then they convert two to three weeks later. It, which, and that's how we've always we've always we've always cast that lens on it, as well. Just a lot less like dr type mentality with Snapchat, yeah. you know. Yeah. Um, just because of the way that people consume on Snapchat as well, like I think that's the other part we have to remember around the platforms is how people consume it in the first place. Yeah. Um, it, it's 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 a uh, it's one of those it's 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 one like it's so it's so funny it, it's. You really just have to look at like I, the, the the types of ads I've I've been exposed to on Snapchat like make the ones that I've been exposed to back when I was really heavy on just like learning about the platform uh, earlier in the year it just makes so much sense like payday loans makes a ton of sense because if you think about the demo they're probably all having like part time jobs casual jobs they want to buy their fucking flash stuff mm -hmm. so payday loans make a ton of sense on Snapchat. Um, there was some kind of like get ripped program on Snapchat as well. Info. Was that the one that you did the modeling for? Uh, no, 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 no. That wasn't the one I was doing the modeling for. <laughs> <laughs> That's the other one. That's the, I only do the before photos. Okay. Yeah. And then they swap in the other Asian guy for the, <laughs> for the after photos. <laughs> Have you ever seen that big, uh, that buff Chinese guy? The huge, like the one that was dating Lindsay Lohan or whatever. No shit. What? I'll have to see if I can find it. Way off oh, topic. Do it. Yeah, way off topic, but still, hey, you know, kind of on topic at the same time. Um, <clears throat> dude, Scott, Scott Linklater, five, 
5.15 a.m. here. Way to hustle, bro. That's what's up. Um, someone else had a question in there. Why can I never see all the questions? I can only see like the most recent question. Yeah, here's another one. I, I dropped the link in here. Look at that. And uh, look at her muscular. Dude, he's got like a ton of dough too. He's like humongously rich. Uh, okay, so the next question is, do you do dynamic creative testing for CPU? If so, how many variations work for you? We're doing, we're seeing pretty good. We are seeing really good um, DC with cost cap really low like if our average cp cost per acquisitions are like 30 to 40 with dynamic on cbo uh cost cap we're seeing like seven eight it's really really low but obviously the spend is regulated but we've been seeing really really good results with dynamic and is that within one account or are you just seeing that trend uh, across multiple, multiple multiple and are you that that's really interesting are you um how are are you slowly getting into getting more cl closer and closer to all towards like all in CBO or are you still kind of like I'm, I'm, if it doesn't give me results fuck them I'm still gonna do my own thing yeah we are we're like 50 50 on some accounts so like um like with the ad league stuff that Tim and I are running we're mostly CBO on that stuff a lot of it most yeah, of it, nice. it seems to be doing a lot better now especially after they've kind of all these bands and seems like that maybe have cl they've cleared up some of their back end processing or whatever with it, but seems to do be doing well. How about yeah, you guys? For sure. Same, same, it's same kind of deal where, where, you know, when it works, we use it as much as we can, but when it doesn't, we just relinquish control, bring it back to like human control mm -hmm. just cause it's, it's one of the, it's, it's so funny talking to, talking to our partner, uh, manager and you know they're they're obviously wanting you to follow best practice and recommended um uh, recommended you know like recommending like yes make sure everything is all placement and make sure you're doing cbo for everything and all that but um and, and the, the it's funny when they come back and they're like yeah you know we you have you almost have to kind of let it sit there let it even out for like seven or 14 days and like that's, that's when I, that's when you get fired yeah, like they tell me broad, you know, broad catalog DPAs, and it's like I put them up, and the, the price per conversion is four times the amount. Just let it sit for two more weeks. Yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Thousand dollars and let it sit for two weeks. Sure. Yep. How about how about you fund it, Facebook, and then uh, let it sit for as long as you fund it mm -hmm. until it comes good. That that being said, though, I do feel really lucky. I mean, I, I'm not bagging on, uh, not bagging on the. Uh, the Facebook team whatsoever they do you know once you start getting into and you know the, the the agency guys and you guys would 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 be part of this as well where they go hey let us let us fund a um uh let us fund like a brand lift study so that we can show you really? the benefits there yeah yeah so you know our our, our partner manager uh is, is is really helpful that way I'm guessing within their infrastructure they have certain funds to be able to allocate to try to get their clients across the line or get their clients clients because for us fortunately it's an agency rep um not one of those client reps that get attached to the agency so how much uh, her uh, her role it, it depends on the client so what we do is we pick it they go let's work on a few case study clients where you would like to apply these to let's do some let's do some split test um uh, let's do some split tests in there for, um, for she even went like, let's, let's try one where it's like uh, a more complex account versus an, a simplified one just to see what, you know, like what runs out of that. I don't know the details. I handed that over to Luke or head of media buying, but, um, just to have that assistance, I think is super cool of them. Like you know, they, they, you know, they're really putting their money where their mouth is. And I think that that speaks, you know, that, that speaks volumes. They uh, probably do that with all those refunds they don't give. You see, <laughs> oh yeah, probably, probably. probably you know, money. The money's the money's got to show up somehow, right? It's yeah. like pull it from here to take from Peter and give to Paul. Is that how is how the saying goes? Yeah, there was one. I think there, there was one yesterday. I think in um, ad buyers it was twenty seven thousand refund. Yeah, yeah. twenty seven or twenty nine or something crazy. <laughs> that's nuts. Which that's probably yeah, all. Well, I hear from it. <laughs> yeah for sure and i yeah and that's and that's the other part too it's, it's it's good having and that's why it's good 
it, it's always good to work with your rep because mm-hmm. when it does come down to you know fraud traffic even we got refunds for fraud traffic within like 24 hours that yeah. was that was super helpful because the client was like the fuck is this shit and we we're like oh it's fuck how, how <laughs> are you gotta figure this one out fraud um we we just saw we just saw like a huge spike in traffic from like click farm type geos like netherlands vietnam and we were just like the fuck is this click farming it just looked click farming and then facebook looked into it you know verified the ip addresses weren't above board this one all right well we're not going to charge you for that let's get so that's super helpful too um i got some questions I, I found some questions from the last time all right, go ahead and jump in on uh, that. Some people asked that we just didn't get a chance to answer. Like, you know, um, let me go see what, what is you last time. <laughs> Sorry? D is the fucking man, Tim said. Where in? Oh, he's in gold. Oh, he's in gold. Right, got it. How are you keeping your eyes on some, like, all yeah, like, three? You have, like, yeah, I got four. Damn, you got some kind of day. Do you have a day trader setup going on? I used to. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Yeah. Got it. I want to trade that. I want to trade this. that USD JPY, bro. Yeah. <laughs> I want to get those new Mac screens coming out, but like, I can't bring myself to it because it would cost me twenty thousand dollars for four. Dude, yeah, man. <laughs> I can't. like. You, yeah, you pay a premium for for Apple. Uh, for Apple screens, that's for sure. But you get that sweet, sweet lightning port. Yeah, that's what my that's, main is, is an iMac Pro. But then the other ones, I have cheap ones. So yeah, same. I got I got some, like El Cheapos left and right of me. Um. Okay, so I, I oh right right last time we were talking about like uh like some some something around agency agency value and oh Jeremy. Yeah. Jeremy San uh, Sun San was was asking like how do you manage to strike the and I, I'd love to hear your thoughts on this too like how do you manage to strike the balance between nickel and diming people and just massive scope creep um, for uh, well for us at least a lot of like scope creep just comes down to and I think Justin you said that just before it, it all just comes down to client education and being able to mm-hmm. be super clear around like you know our proposals it's like we we go this is what we do and this is what we explicitly don't do as well just so that it's all spelt out for them there right. so many so many agencies i think are, are just like especially like if you're starting out or even the ones that i know some that are established that still have to backpedal that way and and they, they just think it's complete servitude as if you know you, just because they pay you doesn't mean they own you i think that's a really huge thing that a lot of agency owners need to learn mm-hmm. a lot of freelancers i think need to learn as well like you know media buyers that you know just do uh like solo media buyers that work for brands or you know like freelance for certain other brands it's just because they pay you doesn't mean they own you i think that's a really really important thing to to know much in the same way going around the other way just because um uh for for clients as well and people that are looking to hire media buyers if you understand the dynamic that needs to happen and and so many people see it as like an adversarial thing like my only job as a client is to screw down the other person's price mm-hmm. and then you know like if that's the because i think that their only job is to screw me out of as much money as they can like that's a horrible way to start a fucking relationship man i know yeah yeah, I, I think it's kind of depends on where you're at in your agency growth. Like if you're to the point where you're big enough to where like you don't need the client and you don't have staff to pay, then, you know, you can basically say like, yeah, this is the scope. But a lot of the times, like I was on a call before this earlier, yes, like yesterday or today or whatever, and we we're setting up switching from Flexify to, to data feed watch for a client. And the other person on the phone that manages account is like, well, it's not within our scope. We're not going to do that. And it's like literally it at the end of the day, it took five minutes on the phone versus waiting two weeks for them to bring their dev support. And I just did it on the phone, you know? So like a lot of times it's more convenience of, I'd rather take five minutes to get going quicker, to start spending, to start getting paid also to maintain and build a better relationship. So like with Facebook's volatility, like they know that you're vested in their interest as well. So if shit does go downhill, 
they don't just say, well, these guys, you know, aren't, don't care about us. They just, you know, look at us as a, as a client versus an actual partner. I guess that's the cheesy line I always use. And we always say, you know, we're not, we're not, you're not a client. We're actually a partner in your business. We treat it as it's our own business. Whether you want me to do something, I don't know. I'll research it and figure it out. But I guess, I guess it depends on to what level you want your agency to be. If you only want to be dedicated to certain things, then, you know, but always, I definitely, I do know that there's a lot of agencies out there. Like Jeremy said, that do nickel and dime you. Oh, we can't do that. It's 150 bucks an hour. You know, it takes me 10 minutes invoice 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 they don't clients don't like that a lot of people don't like agencies so old school uh old school web dev agency style any kind of overage you're paying you're paying like by the hour yeah for some kind of overage fee which i think is just like i that and that i agree with you it's complete bullshit and i think that's that but that therein lies the power right like Mm -hmm. the fact that you know or you've line outlined what you will and won't do at the start um within reason and then you can make those concessions accordingly to go yeah well this is one of those moments where i am being a partner and let's just do this because it it works out in the greater good it's not like you're just going ads are ads are doing great but i still want to see new creative for the sake of new creative i just want to see more action activity happening you know that type of stuff you have your staff or your is your staff keeping timesheets like hours yeah so uh, so we 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 use um, we use Time Doctor, Time Doctor. I think we use Time Doctor is the one that we use um, just so that we can look at utilization rate and profit and just uh, profitability for sure, but more so uh, just the utilization rate around how much time where we are wasting time. So by, by that, I mean, um, if, if, if we, because we're all remote, a lot of the time can get sunk just into communication. If Mm -hmm. I don't describe something well enough in Slack and you think you understand what I'm saying and you say, yeah, sure, I'm going to go do that. And then you bring it, you bring it back. And it's like completely not what I said, then that's a lot of wasted time in between. So we always try to improve that value stream map, um, and man, I tell you what, if you're if you're running a if you're running an agency like past, I'd say past eight to fifteen people, where you start you start to have systems and processes and a lot of handover. Oh well, yeah, Valley Street Valley Street mapping is legit. Yeah, Tim wants to. Uh, Tim said, uh, "Tell us." I know. I think you said you got a smoking hot wife that's a photographer. Tell us a little bit about. <laughs> so you told me if she's watching. That's what he says about you. Uh, Tell us a little bit. You, I know, tell us a little bit if you got kids. You're married. Kind of like what your um, your whole. We know all about D, but we don't know about DD. Nice. Uh, yeah. So Nat is. Um, I don't know why people like. I guess. It, I guess it, it's just maybe it's a. Uh, they just assume. So Nat's white, <laughs> which we're like, oh, whenever people find out, they're like, oh, didn't didn't expect that, and I'm like, I, I know what you're thinking in your head. Anyway. <laughs> Uh, so anyway, Nat, Nat and I, uh, so Nat and I met back at film school, like back in the day, that's where I cut my teeth, I cut my teeth in TV, um, worked in, worked in TV land for the longest time. Uh, and my stepson is 14 going on 15 next year. So shit is hectic. Oh, yeah. I'm 35, bro. 15. Jeez. Yeah. Nat's, Nat's 37. I'm 35. How does that, how does that, so I don't know anyone that really has stepkids. I got four four monsters that run around yep you sure do how is it having like a and this is getting into like lifetime type stuff but do you like learn to love them like your own when it's not your own like how does that yeah that was that was tough weirdly cool no no no. it was it was weirdly cool so you know nat did the whole like um let's i just want to make sure that you guys are buddies first you guys get along and all that back you know early in the relationship yeah, but it's it's funny because he reminds me, like he has a lot of the same tendencies that I had back when I was a kid, mm-hmm. even though we're not related. And, and reminded me a lot of my youngest. My youngest brother's eleven years younger than I am, um, so that felt a bit parental for me growing up as well. But Finn's cool, man. Like he, you know, every once in a while he'd be he'd be like, "Hey, what is this? Uh, what is this Facebook thing that you that you do?" I'm like, I you know, I try to explain it to him. He's like, and he goes. Do people even still use Facebook? And I'm like, right. 
Because that's the coolest thing about having a 14-year-old home. I'll tell you that much. Like, I was the first person within my social circle that knew what Fortnite was. Uh-huh. Like, you know, before anyone else. Like, because he, he is, you know, just by, just by default, he's on the forefront of memes, what's happening on the internet, who's talking about who, who the hell is this fucking ninja guy? And I'm like, have you, he like, have you heard of ninja? I'm like, you mean like Asian ninjas? He's like, no, the guy, ninja, he's an English dude. He plays Fortnite and he's like the best in the world. I'm like, no clue, show me. And like, you know, in, in 10 minutes, I'm, I'm like, I know all the cool shit that the 15 year olds are talking about, or like high school kids are talking about that I would not have ever known via research. You know, you can't AH refs that stuff. Yeah. <laughs> like, you just gotta know it. You can't do, you can't the like, keyword planner that stuff. So did he teach you TikTok? Yeah, like uh, it's so crazy how how sticky that stuff is. TikTok, Snapchat, like it's kids are just sitting there, just like next, next, Mm -hmm. Uh, okay, next. They don't even, you know, they find they they find it engaging, they find it funny. They don't even wait to finish it, even though they're entertained by it. Really shows you the attention span. And and I also learned that when you're a teenager, you can manage three screens of entertainment at the same time and not miss anything. I don't know how he does it, but he somehow does it. <laughs> does he call you dad? No, he just called me dude. It'd be too, I'll be so weirded out if he called me dad. I'm gonna start calling you dad on these lives. Yeah, nice. <laughs> do you own a bigger agency? Do you now own a bigger agency, but do you prefer having a smaller agency? Everyone seems to think that when you're in business, your only goal is to constantly grow. How do you feel about this? I was reading a book called Company of One. When rather than building out a bigger in business, you'd rather stay small and start start to charge a higher premium for your services. I'd love to hear your thoughts on this. Interesting question. I like that question a lot. It, um, I think it really comes down to intentionality, but then also at the same time, what you want to build because mm-hmm. for me and my co-founder scott i think would be the same while 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 financial and monetary goals are uh definitely a really big incentive and a really big goal i think the other part is actually to build like a meaningful company that mm-hmm. for me is is a really is a really big thing it, it's it's great having a team it comes with a myriad of its own challenges, but it's one really rewarding, and two, it's almost like you get to, you know, I I I now get to build my, I've got my own like agency fantasy league going on. You know what I mean? Like I just get to fantasy draft, but it's for real, yeah. right? Um, and the and I, I get the keeping it small, it, it, especially if you, I know a lot of people that hate think like they think that they hate managing people which I think is a fallacy in terms of mindset, but um, a big part of it comes down to, if you wanna keep it small, I mean, hell, look at, look at Tim. Look at you know, some, of these, uh, some of these other guys that managed to not have a super huge team, can, can charge a premium premium and be able, to, mm-hmm. be able to make a very, very, very good living out of that. But yeah. it comes with, comes with how intentional you are with building that out, but then also where you're at and uh, what the size of the the pool is, the available kind of you know where market that you have. Yeah, where you're at too. You too, you know. Do you want to sell? Do you want to keep it? Do you want? Are you just looking to make? Are you just looking to make a living mm-hmm. out of it, or you know, are you actually trying to sell something, flip something? Um, get acquired by a larger agency, get acquired by a holdings group, a public company, mm-hmm. all those different areas, pivot into SaaS, pivot into something else. Like, where do you want to take it? Like yeah. for us, agency is such a, an opening chess move um, to then move into other areas. Cause an agency is a one really, really great way. And this is, this was always a ju- the, the, the logic behind starting the agency at the very start. Cause I came, Scott and I came from zero agency experience. Right. So, when you start an agency, you get to learn real quick, a whole bunch of stuff real quick. Mm-hmm. Um, but even from the media buying, account management, working with client standpoint, you get to learn real quick because you get to 
we get to, to get a very unique viewpoint into so many verticals very, very quickly. And because we're not positioned as a turn and burn kind of low flat fee type agency, we get to partner just like you, we get to have some real partner type conversations with clients. So you get to learn about operations, about mm -hmm. capital, about allocation, about logistics, 3PL, all those different areas that, you know, you wouldn't get to if you were trying to keep it small, work with maybe one, two clients, three clients, probably like very likely within one niche. Yeah. Uh, and then you cap out. I got a lot of pals that, that went that way, thought they wanted an agency, found out that they hate managing people as if like, you know, people are there to be micromanaged. I don't believe that's the case. Um, but you know, beyond that, uh, they then, they then just get, get capped out. It's like, I've got four clients. Uh, they, you know, like one of them represents 50% of my monthly income and the, the other three represent the other 50%. And guess what? I'm really nervous about this one leaving me. And then that one leaves. You're just like, fuck me. Yeah. Now I've got to go on the hunt again. You, you can't continually hire. You can't keep that lead gen going. You can't keep closing and you know, be able to with 40 staff, you know, how did you, how did you overcome that? Overcome which part? Like, uh, the part of like. I need to hire this one, but we have, you know, obviously, cause I'm sure you have a lot of clients, but when you're starting out and you were starting to bring people on and starting to actually have to put capital into growth, not having the issue of hiring people and then having two or three, like some of your biggest clients leave. And then you're like, Oh fuck, what do I do? I got to pay all these staff. Exactly. So that's why that's where the agency game gets nuanced. Um, once you start, once you start creeping closer to 10 already, I think it starts getting nuanced like that. Mm -hmm. uh, and, and really, it, it's you look at SaaS, for example, um, and I've, I've you know I, I come from that uh, in, from that tech world um, prior, and, and the growth is fairly linear by way of you get that capital injection, you know what your uh, you know CPI might be or your CPA might be, and then you it, it starts to just grow like that. You probably get some type of viral lift. And then you go that way and it's, it's that hockey stick that they always talk about in tech startup world, right? Meanwhile, in agency land or most, I would, I would assume most service-based businesses, uh, it looks more like a step ladder. So, you know, your, your utilization is here. What ends up happening is you have to then either hire ahead of time, take a, a margin hit yep. to be able to then get more clients or the step ladder becomes you just like put you, you and your team under the pump like a motherfucker and be like, all right, each person has 25 accounts they've got to handle for the next while. And then we got to just hustle like crazy to go find another chef to shove in the kitchen because, mm -hmm. you know, you've got like four pans that you've got on the go at any one point. You want to make sure none of them burn. Yeah. Um, try both. Uh, both are difficult, but the, 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 the name of the game is just to, to get the, uh, to get those swings to come closer together. That's all that it really is. Hmm. Uh, that's what I, that's what I found at least. Yeah. It's and like to just to top off a little bit on Andrew's question is <clears throat> that guy I was talking about the, one of the ones that owns that huge, you know, they're, they're in the, I don't know, whatever nine figure agency world. They're huge. Um, he said he made more money when he was, you know, on his own versus having this big agency. The only difference is his exit strategy now is obviously going to be massive whenever he goes to sell it or, you know, wants to sell it. So for sure, that's the big key difference for sure. And that's the, and, and that's the place where I, to be completely frank, that's the place where I would love um, that we are aspiring to go towards mm -hmm. to be able to, to be able to say, to be able to go through that as a life experience, much like some people want to go skydiving or some people want to climb Everest. That's kind of like my Everest to go, okay, this is managed to build this, um, a company to that type of size and have that type of an exit just to then after that, be able to, to then become, you know, like a, an angel investor or partake in some of those like private equity plays. Right. Yeah. Uh, totally agree. Uh, let's see what else we got here. Nothing works on Snapchat, Alex. Yeah, I saw that one too. <laughs> Try honestly, man. I tell you what. I mean, our pixels, like I said, our pixels installed right, but 
uh, I was asking Van Oak something and he said that they use a different, which I wasn't aware of that they use a different attribution window, but I thought it was the same as Facebook's attribution window. Yeah, I really want to catch up with Van. He's doing some like, he, he's doing some cool posts on, about Snapchat. And I think, I think he's going deep. Maybe we should get him on the next one. Yeah, dude, that'd be dope. It, 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 and this is what I love about Van. Like, Van has such a different vantage point because of, uh, because of the, the brand equity that his that his brand has, mm -hmm. and the fact that he gets to focus on one brand, so he re you can really pull everything in. Whereas for us, it's a you know it's a different kind of play when you're talking when you're talking agency perspective. No, but um, Alex, seriously though, if I guarantee you're getting sales from Snapchat, but you need to look at like something like Wicked to track. Uh, I think either the cookies that they set are getting stripped by Safari through first first party cookie, or there's something to do with cross domain tracking that Snapchat just does not work as good as Facebook. But honestly, seriously, we have the same issue. If you install like Wicked Reports and use an attribution software, I guarantee you, you will see sales. We see a huge discrepancy. Um, how did you, I, uh, here's a good one. I kind of have the same question. So you're here at 4 a.m. And your your partner's probably sleeping in bed like a baby. How do you guys <laughs> how do you guys allocate your duties and management? Uh, we had we have really uh, I I I got really lucky. Scott and I have really complement uh, complementary skills. Mm -hmm. um, like it's almost like a very very nice Venn diagram. I'm Asian. He's white. I've got kids. He's got kids. It it just worked out. But, but you know, on, on a serious note though. What um, when it first started, it was really, really simple. When it was just two of us, yeah. um, I line him up, he knocks him down. So I would close on the front end, uh, and because I had I had a foot in the door in because of all my, uh, I guess within the ecosystem here, I was part of a few accelerators and startup incubators and places like that. So I had a, a foot in the door there. Um, and because I had a I had a video production company, I had a few clients there already, which you know could could lead to more conversations. Uh, and then Scott would handle the account management, running ads uh, on that side, and I would just focus on closing and focus on um, focus on the marketing. As we moved forward uh, and started growing, we then had naturally the, the first few hires. We want to make sure we had some 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 type of project management. Some type of account management and some type of media buying mm -hmm. of some form uh and now fast forward to now uh what scott does is very much still more on the client performance side and then looking at other revenue streams to kick off and start uh, my job now is to one try to get him out of the agency side as much as possible so that he can move into those revenue streams uh, and setting those up and on my side it becomes very much just like um ceo making sure shit doesn't fall apart while there's like some operations as well because fortunately for me i'm fairly operationally minded so mm -hmm. I, I my brain can go through you know like process flow charts checklists the whole standard ops procedures playbooks Fucking, we have a wiki. We have like a, a wiki in house so that you can go yeah. in and, you know, like search for whatever. Yeah. What do you guys use for that? We use Confluence. Um, it's, a, it's an Atlassian product. Uh, and I, I just chose Confluence. Just I, like go, whoever's watching this, like go do your research and geek out and do your price comparison. I just needed something quick and easy and I didn't want to price compare and get geeky as fuck. I just went, Confluence is easy, it's searchable. Uh, you can, you, you can, it, everything is indexed. Everything is, uh, categorized. You can, uh, it links up. So it unfurls. Like if it's a loom video, you just put in the link and it, it, it has the video preview already in there. Like it's just easy. So, um, that's what we end up using confluence. It's uh, it's dope. Can't complain, man. It's a, uh, it's a really good way to, and that's the, that's the best way to scale ourselves. Like for, for those watching, um, that have not read the book multipliers by liz wiseman go read multipliers by liz wiseman Those it's all about it's all about scaling yourself what is the book or books you give most as a gift <laughs> why <laughs> there you go uh multipliers 
for sure. Um, profit first is another one. Like I think every single e-com, like any every single business owner needs to go read profit first. Mm -hmm. uh, and then uh, the next one is scaling up. Scaling up is, I truly believe uh, that system is what helped us, was, was instrumental in helping us get to uh, where we are now without like massive explosions in our faces. Just face oh. face explosions. <laughs> I'm not even touching that with a tip. <laughs> I'm just I'm just dating you, bro. I'm just dating you. <laughs> I know you are, and I'm not touching that with a ten. <laughs> if your agency is your opening chess move, is one of your next moves launching your own brand? <clears throat> I have some opinion on that, but go ahead. Um, I'd love to hear. I'd love to hear your thoughts on that. I think we kind of touched on that last time, but I'd love to hear I, your thoughts. Like so I've been really lucky. Like lately, I've been like that. I keep going back to them, but they're just. I mean, they work with massive brands. It's it's crazy the, the stuff I get to see. <clears throat> um, you know, he had he actually one of their co-founders launched their own brand, and it just once you're so big, I think from what I've seen is you lose your focus on your own because you're dealing with so much people's other stuff and, and launching your own brand is like a full-time job if you want to do it right you want to provide the customer service you know you have to have a team dedicated in place to do that and do it you know at, at scale so i think you kind of can do that if you have the cash flow but you need to be able to invest to hire the people that can sit there and do everything that your agency is doing because i think uh it sometimes gets lost in the back back train of thought but yeah. yeah, I do I agree. all the time. It's like I'm sitting here making all these pain in the ass, you know, some of these pain in the ass clients money. Why aren't I doing my own thing? But then you got to have product sourcing. You got to deal with China or, you know, all that. Stuff. All that stuff. All oh. that stuff. All the hidden infrastructure that people do not see. Um, it's it's like uh, it's it's like, you know, it's it's like the it's it's like the the glamorous life that people think the world of tv is until you work on a set and you just discover how like fucking disgusting it is right or you know how much of a grind it is or how much you got like you know making movies means waking up at 2 a.m so you can catch the sunlight at 6 a.m like you know that stuff that you don't see because right. it looks cool on the outside same thing for owning your own brand um but i, I do agree I, I completely agree with you uh the it, it really requires its own business unit like you have to think about it as its own business unit rather than a side hustle mm -hmm. or, or trying to go like really really hard on um not hard but try to strong arm a situation where you think you can run the company and another company it's mm -hmm. like you know the more brands i truly believe if you want especially if, if it's not like a you know make 20k a month make 50k a month or uh, make a hundred K a month type brand that they people are aspiring to build, but an actual like larger brand. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's, it's work, man. I think the biggest, easiest way to get started with something like that is just do an Amazon, do Amazon FBA, create mm. a website, create a front, throw it up on Amazon, buy, you know, buy 50 to a hundred pieces and just test it and see if it sells on Amazon. But I mean, it's, it's one of those things where you just have to have the infrastructure in place or it's going to fail. Just like, yeah. you know, absolutely. It, it comes down to the infrastructure. And prior to that, the level before that is it comes down to the, the, the person driving it, having the clarity and the focus to be able to focus on just that yeah. rather than like 12 other things. Cause right. I mean, that's like 12 other babies. Like, you know, you can only handle that many crying babies at one time mm -hmm. before one of the babies just like, you know, gets left behind. It's like, Oh shit. I left them all. Why are there only three kids in the back of the car? Yeah. I'm up to four. I can't yeah, yeah, more. you know what I mean. <clears throat> My wife wants to get snipped, and I'm just—I don't want to do it. Too scared. Yeah, rock paper scissors. Yeah. <laughs> um, got, man, we got some—we uh, got some like philosophical ones coming in. Any advice? Um, any, any advice how to get first clients that are real, really ready to scale their business for real? How to get first clients? That's almost like a that's almost like two questions there, Nicola, uh, which is a badass name by the way, Nicola. Uh, how to get so it two it's it's two questions almost because 
your first clients won't very likely won't be the ones that are ready to scale because very much like uh, and if you know if you're a media buyer you, you would understand this uh you've got your it's, it's just like funnel stages right you're like just prospecting for gold so you, you got to talk to them you got to qualify them you got to push the ones that are just keep like talking to them mm -hmm. keep keep talking to, to to prospects until you get the one but then you have to think about in real life business terms how many can you say no to that that's a that's a fucking funny comment yeah <laughs> walmart that's the worst place to be left too my, my, my mom my mom left me at a at a at a convenience store once as well like a supermarket once as well walmart? Walmart? no not the well not in singapore we didn't have walmart but we had something like similar in Aust australia though you don't you have one walmart right none nope kmart no kmart. yeah they got they got the Kmart's and the Target here. Do Walmart? Um, you ever go online and you see like the the women of Walmart? You ever seen like just these big hot messes of women like walking through Walmart? Just you ever seen any of those on Facebook and everything? No, I got to check it out. I, I, I I'll bet it's you there's so like an Instagram so page dedicated just to that. It's so true. <laughs> I, I bet she's up from Walmart. I don't go in there. Oh, that's funny. Um. But anyway, to Nicola, to answer your question, it, it really comes down to just going through a whole bunch, qualifying and making sure that you're getting the the right, uh, asking the right questions and, and having the right conversations, having the power to say no. If you if you if you're able to, if your business is able to withstand that, then that's uh, that's good there. But it comes down also it comes down to your like what how you're acquiring them. What I mean by that is. If you're like, if your lead gen is you got a pal who works in private equity and he's just like handing you over companies that he's invested in, then you're good to go. But if you're just running cold traffic, of, you know, because and for your agency and no one knows you, uh, that's a bit tougher. And if your content, you, if, if you try to model the e-com gurus as your top of funnel content, even tougher, tougher, because you're probably going to get a lot of newbies be like, Hey, how do I make like my 10k a month on Shopify? Then you're gonna have the wrong quality conversation. So, what precedes that is really important as well, I believe. Mm -hmm. uh, there was another good question in here, and I missed it. My mom left me in Walmart. <laughs> That's the best. I always want that to be a. Hey, mom, can you put that onto like a? Can we print that out as a T-shirt? How come I can't scroll? How do you right, you can't scroll down the comments. No, I think you got to click on this, but it's going to like get loud in here for a minute. I think you got to click on the video and then it will open up another. So that's white. <laughs> Which we're like, oh, see? And whenever people find out, they're like, oh, right, right, right. I hear you. There you go. Uh, yeah, you have to click on it. Uh, okay. last, I like this question, actually. In the last five years, what's your belief, behavior, or habit? That's most improved your life. That's what I mean, right? Like he's getting all philosophical and stuff. Dude, I like it. Um, yeah, Walmart, man. Yeah, Walmart. Moms, when moms leave you Walmart, you got a lot of time for yourself to think. Did just sit there and just be like, I wonder what the meaning of life is when my mom left me here. <laughs> um, <laughs> in the last five years, what new belief, behavior, or habit? Uh, I think, man, that's making me go. That's make, making me dig deep. Uh, I, I, the the belief behavior or habit that has most improved my life i think is uh intentional just getting intentional about where the destination is and then yeah. being able to actually take like daily actions to get there i think that just that really simple thing by doing that and knowing how that impacts the team that's coming along with me as well, that's that's really improved the the, the whole. Um, this is the best thing I've ever seen, Tim Bird. That's awesome. Fifty photos that can only happen at Walmart. <laughs> and this is true, by the way. Like if you're from the U.S., this is like literally like true. Oh my god. <laughs> that's amazing he was all over this site he must be targeting this one for real he is all over this i have to tell him to exclude this because i don't think people on this site are looking for <laughs> yeah, <totally. laughs>
<laughs> runt runt of the web.com. Yeah, it's pretty funny. That's that's hilarious. All right. I had to, I just couldn't I couldn't stop. <clears throat> um Yeah, and what's the what there's there's another one in here. What what purchase what purchase of hundred dollars or less has most positively impacted your life in the last six months or in recent memory? Uh less. Less than a hundred dollars has impacted my life. Well, uh, this isn't impressive, but like bought a power bank, saved my life, like literally. <laughs> Hey, these saved my life. Literally, like my arms don't get them. They're fourteen dollars. There you go, man. There you go. Hey, that's 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 your money makers right there. You, you gotta. <laughs> that's a tough one, though. That is that is a tough one. I do like the I do like the 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 belief behavior or habit question. It, I, I, it really just comes down to to knowing destination and the know, knowing daily actions. Let's see. That that's just so important. Uh, what's uh last question? Like, what's crushing it for you guys on Facebook right now? Like, what's the best go to? I think I think it's it's so it's so funny. I, right right now, it's for in preparation for Q four. It's just making sure that we're um making sure that we're getting ramped up for uh oh. just building the building the list and getting the messaging right. Damn it! And and what we kind of what we spoke about last time, uh, spoke about last time with um, when we were when we we're on this doing this call, um, what my what Luke, our head of media buying, calls the iceberg method, just to ramp up for Q four and really really get all the audiences locked and loaded, get the conversations going uh, now. And then when it comes time where we're going to be able to unload, uh, unload on them and just bring them all home. I think that that's, that's the, those, you know, just, just going, going through those, those fundamental have two steps, not getting too fancy uh, with it and just thinking more from timing strategically. Um, that, that's our, that's our main focus right now is just making sure that all our ducks are lined up in a row with our clients and they're lining their ducks up in a row in preparation mm -hmm. for Q4, because um, last year we've had some, we had some bungles, and maybe we can talk about that uh, during our next call. The uh, to share some uh, some some bungles that uh, our clients had last year with Q4, with like complicated offers, or they weren't even clear about what their offer was, um, you know, stuff like that. Hmm. How are you prepping for Q4? Uh, getting a lot of sleep. Nice. We're just upping our spend for sure. Like starting to trip. We like for a lot of our people, we've tripled our spend this month just to start building our top of funnel. Yeah. Critical. Like, I think, I think if, you, if you're not doing it now, yeah. whoever's watching, if you're not doing it now, do it now. Or if you just weren't doing it yesterday, like land that shit up today. I've already gotten like calls. We had a meeting yesterday. Is our oh our conversion rates cut in half? Like our sales are down. It's like well yeah, it's like people a are holding off for Black Friday. B you tripled your spend. Of course you're gonna go from like a three percent down to one percent conversion rate. You know you tripled your spend. You're casting yeah. net wide. Like you're just gonna have to either stick through it and quit looking at it, or you know decrease your spend. Exactly. Exactly, and that, that's the yeah. Uh, uh, I think that's the thing to to finish off with for anyone in for anyone in e-commerce. Like short time frame attribution is like crack to e-com owners. Mm -hmm. They just stare at it on like the daily or like a seven day look back. Yep. They you know like you you need re. I've said it before in a video. Maxwell Finn said it before. I'm pretty sure you said it before. Nick Shackelford said it before. Like anyone who who who's who, who's in this game, managing other people's uh, accounts and all that, I've said it before on a public forum. Like those that understand customer lifetime value, those that understand how to the the, the fact that it's not a one to one put out. They see one ad, they buy today. That's the end of it. Next person, next. 
if you don't look at it that way, those are the ones that win. Like, yeah, that short sightedness, it's just gotta go, man. Like, for those of you watching that are like being short sighted like that, you're doing yourself such a big disservice. The issue comes cash flow. That's where a lot of the clients run into issue. Yes. That really, and that's, that's, that all comes down to planning, right? Like if you know the beast that you're about to wrangle with, you can plan for that. Um, whether it is a capital raise or whether it is being able to have, uh, just a, a, a larger reserve to allocate to ad spend because you know, the nature of that ad spend, you're not looking at the ad spend in such a short window. Yep. Then you can understand where the spend is going and how it's coming back. Yeah. If you need capital, Sean Brown, founder of AdLeaks. Tim's partner owns GoVC. Good guy. Like, like, I like the plug. He's a good guy. He's legit. Awesome. That's the opportune moment to, for that plug, too. It was. It was good. I've been working up to that one, Sean. No, he's an awesome guy. One of the nicest guys I know. Uh, I have one last question for you, then we'll call her. What? Yeah, What's your biggest, like your agency, like where do you guys think you need to improve? So you always, obviously always evaluate strengths and what you're doing, but what are you guys failing on right now internally that you need to rescope and communication and coordination, which comes down to an operations thing. uh, Because whenever you add another new head, you're not adding one level of complexity. You're, you're adding exponentially more complexity because that one node fits into all the other nodes of talking mm-hmm. uh, and, and being remote makes that 10x harder. Like whoever starts an agency that, that, uh, that I can, you know, like that, that listens to whatever I'm putting out and, and all that. If you run it in house, I bet you that you can grow 10x, 10x bigger than we have in a 10th of the time. So a hundred X better than we can purely by just being in house and being in the same room, mm-hmm. just without having that alone. But coordination and communication right now is, is where we need to pick up our game uh, a lot to be able to get that dream team um, going. Mm-hmm. It's almost like, because the, if, if you don't have that communication coordination, what ends up happening is you have two people that are building two spreadsheets for exactly the same one purpose. And you're like, fuck, now we've got to reconcile two. Th- we just added more work for ourselves rather than just build one from scratch. We just need to talk better, right. uh, communicate better and have better mind share. So many agencies also have like pockets of expertise. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, this guy's really great at that. And this girl's really great at that and all that, but there's no one place because everyone's busy doing their own things. We don't want to add more meetings, so there's not enough mind share. So that's hence why, hence the wiki and all that. But it's still not the solution. Like, you know, if if we're on the same office, it could just be a lunch and learn. But we don't, we can't do lunch and learns. Right. So I, I, we're trying to figure out a way to have that so that everyone can level up and and really build that dream team where everyone is is is, is operating at that level. Do you fly everybody in once a year? or anything yeah that's the that's the plan for next year it's it's so funny because we don't have a like so so many of our everybody's only joined us in the past like three months four months so they, they haven't had the opportunity yet but um that's def- that's definitely on the cards I'm, I'm really pumped about that and to be able to do that um and i can i can take some photos and and say hi to the rest of maybe we can do one video like this but with the rest of the team and they can like mm-hmm. field questions good good luck with that well we are planning on doing this everyone once every two weeks is our plan on d schedule so i mean if we miss one i don't blame him because it's 4 a.m we'll just do it later in the day but feel free bro if you need to do this shit later in the afternoon we can do it so yeah actually that's something that we can put out to the community like uh, for for those of you that are watching that are enjoying this uh especially those of you that are in the u.s 9 a.m. for me is in four hours time, which makes it like 4 p.m. I think would be good. Uh, Pacific. I mean, we have so many people in these groups. There's people on. Yeah, dope. Yeah. So you know, maybe maybe we can maybe we can trial a, a, a like a 9 a.m. my time, 4 p.m. Uh, Pacific, and we'll see how that runs. It'll just be a, a much busier office when there are actually like people in here. Tell Scott in uh, two weeks he's up at 4 a.m. Let's see if he comes in or not. <laughs> yeah, totally. I think he, I, he's an early riser too. Like, is he? Scott, 
yeah, he's a he's a he's a surfer at heart. So he's he's always like up early trying to catch waves. Even though he lives in a state where he moved over to Adelaide because because uh, um they they they've got two little girls and needed a bit of grandparent support. So I moved to Adelaide where there's hardly any surf around where he is. Poor guy. I need a living. That's what I need. <laughs> I need a living. <laughs> right now my kids are secluded to one room because I got to keep them quiet. So I got to like push them all in the back room, you know? And it's like, <laughs> yeah, he's got to work. <laughs> yeah. Sit down. Be quiet. Here's an iPad. Yeah, pretty much. That's the best babysitter you can buy. Oh my God. iPads are like, uh, I don't know what it is. It's like, baby hypnotizers mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah well sounds good bro uh let me know in two weeks when you want to do this and yes, i'll forward to the podcast so beautiful dude appreciate you man this is always fun yeah i like it it's fun yeah i hope everyone got a, a, a bunch I, of I, value I, as well. I think this is like the most natural and focused i am in on these lives so with you beautiful i'm glad i'm glad i could be that person for you Thanks, Dad. (laughs) Yes, sir. All right, (laughs) dude, have a good one, man. All right, later, bro. All right. All right, bye. Bye.